it is so, so, so important that you include foods that you enjoy. This is something that we talk about all the time in the Performance Healing Club. So many athletes join my programming and one of the questions I always ask is like, what are your favorite foods? And they always on their intake questionnaire like list five, you know, five foods. And then they'll submit their food log and they're not eating any of their favorite foods. They're eating, you know, broccoli, chicken, and rice. to the Eat More Carbs podcast. On this short and sweet solo episode, we're going to be discussing some essential sports nutrition tips to help you maximize your 4th of July as an athlete so you can have a healthy and fun-filled day. We're going to be talking about ways you can fuel your body for those early morning 4th of July workouts, how you can be incorporating vegetables into your meals so you can build performance plates and enjoy some delicious 4th of July foods while still fueling your body like an athlete. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. My name's Riley. I'm a D1 athlete turned sports dietitian who over the past five years have helped over a thousand athletes at the Olympic professional NCAA and high school levels meet their goals on and off the field with easy and simple nutrition. This podcast is short and sweet. We're here every single Tuesday and we are here to share with you practical and simple nutrition tips that have helped these athletes meet their goals. If you haven't already, I would love for you to make sure that you're following along with the podcast, so make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and then also give us a five-star rating and review so other athletes can find us. Like I mentioned on this short and sweet podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you my four top nutrition tips for a healthy and fun-filled 4th of July. I'm really excited about this episode because as a you know, retired student athlete who didn't always have the best nutrition and the best mindset with nutrition, holidays were really stressful for me. Anytime that I would go to a gathering or an event or some type of maybe team outing, it was always very stressful for me because I didn't have a lot of control and I wanted to, you know, make sure I was quote unquote eating healthy and helping to make sure I was meeting my goals. I have not been shy about my disordered relationship with food when I was playing, and this is something that I really, really, you know, struggled with as an athlete, so I completely understand you being nervous about, you know, how do I manage my food? Um, Maybe if you are struggling with some of that disordered eating, this can be a very, you know, stressful or triggering time period. So I just wanted to come on here and share with you some easy nutrition tips that are science-backed, that work, that can help you in your 4th of July fueling so you can go into your events not feeling stressed, feel confident about your fueling, um, and to make sure that you also enjoy yourself. So learning how to manage you know, events like this, holidays, and doing it stress-free is so important. So my first tip for your 4th of July fueling is to make your 
make sure you're starting your day off right with a protein-rich breakfast. Sometimes during the holidays, we can't control everything that we're doing, and that can be a challenge for the type A or that very driven athlete. What I always like to say in events and activities like this is to make sure that you are controlling what you can control. Breakfast is usually one of those things that you can control. You might not be able to control every single thing that's provided at the barbecue later, but like I just said, you can control the breakfast that you're making at your house um, or maybe making at your parents' house or your grandparents' house. So breakfast is a great place to make sure that you're using the performance plate method, making sure that you're getting in a good amount of protein. I always recommend trying to get in 20 to 30 grams of protein in your meals with the performance plate method, and that includes breakfast. So starting off the day with that protein-rich breakfast will help with satiety, and it's also going to help with muscle recovery and muscle maintenance. So 20 to 30 grams is a great place to start. An easy way to check if you're, you know, having 20 to 30 grams of protein is to use the palm of your hand. So the palm of my hand is about the size of like a mouse that you use on the computer, and that's about 20 grams of protein. Another way to find 20 grams of protein is like a deck of cards. So that's about 20 grams of protein. Obviously, everybody's palm's a little bit different, but all of our protein needs are a little different as well. Usually, if you have a bigger palm, you're a bigger person, you need more protein. Um, It still kind of works, even if your palm isn't exactly 20 grams of protein. So that's usually when it comes to like meats. Um, If you had breakfast meats, that's going to be 20 grams of protein. An egg is seven grams of protein, Um, so that's something to think about. That's also another really easy way to get in protein. Greek yogurt, also protein-rich. Smoothies with protein powder, or you could, you know, incorporate whole grains, whole grain toasts. Has about, you know, four to five grams of protein. You could do, let's think, you could do two eggs, so that's 14 grams of protein plus two pieces of whole grain toast, that's 10, it could be, let's say it will round down. So that's like eight grams of protein. If we did four piece, you know, four grams of protein per slice of toast and don't come for me if my math is wrong, but I believe that's 22 grams of protein. So that's perfectly in our, um, protein range that 20 to 30 grams of protein hey you add on two tablespoons of nut butter um, onto your toast and now we've got seven more grams and we're at 29 grams of protein so an easy way to hit that protein goal for breakfast Um, the example that I just gave is just missing some color and then we have our perfect performance plate so that is definitely my first tip and recommendation is to make sure that you're starting your day off right with a protein-rich breakfast. Going off that theme of controlling what we can control, you do often have control over your pre- and post-training fueling. So most of the time on a holiday, athletes that I work with will wake up, they'll eat breakfast, they'll get their workout in, and then they will, you know, move on to their other holiday activities throughout the day. Making sure that you have a good post-training refuel is going to be so important here. 
So my second tip is to make sure that you're fueling post-training with a three-to-one ratio of carbs to protein. This is going to be super important for helping to aid in that muscle recovery, right? You just worked out, you just broke down the muscle, you provided provided a stimulus, you provided some adaptation, and now you want your muscles to recover properly and to, you know, rebuild so you can get stronger. It's also going to be really important that you replenish the energy stores that you just, you know, used during your training session. Um, Protein is based off of body weight and most athletes will round to about that 20 grams of protein. If we're using that three to one ratio of carbs to protein, we're using 20 grams of protein here. That means we're looking at about 60 grams of carbohydrates, which might sound scary at first, but that's what your body needs to replenish those carbohydrates that you just burned. At high intensity exercise and at high intensity work, the body's main source of fuel is going to be carbohydrates. If you're training hard, if you're going to a training session, you are going to be expending carbohydrates and your body needs to replenish those before it starts doing other things. So if you're not replenishing carbohydrates, you're just focused on protein, you're not going to be properly recovering. Actually, um, carbohydrates has a protein sparing effect. So we call it protein sparing. And if we're not consuming enough carbohydrates, our protein is actually going to be, again, this is a very simplified version, is actually going to be kind of like shuttled, broken down, and used to replenish glycogen, and you're actually not going to get that muscle recovery. So you do need those carbohydrates to replenish that glycogen, to replenish that energy, and this will also allow protein to be spared and protein to be used for muscle recovery and muscle building. So some easy things that meet the three to one ratio of carbs to protein are going to be like a sandwich, right? A turkey sandwich on whole grain bread. Another easy option is like a Greek yogurt bowl with granola fruit on top of it. Um, Even again, the most simple thing is a protein shake, right? Most Scoops of protein or those fairly protein shakes are going to have about 20 grams of protein. And then a banana is 30 grams of carbs. So worst case scenario, you don't really have that much food with you or maybe you're on the go. You could have a scoop of protein powder and two bananas. Another thing with this as well is I found that when athletes recover properly after their workout, not only does it help with recovery, but then it's also going to help with satiety and energy levels throughout the day. If we're not giving our body the nutrients it needs at the time it needs it, this can make us hungrier throughout the day. We're never going to be you know, fully replenished, fully recovered, and our body is going to be playing some catch up. So I really, really recommend making sure that you're having that good breakfast and you're focusing on that post-recovery fuel to maximize your performance and help manage hunger throughout the day. But Riley, Beatty Sports Nutrition and in the Performance Fueling Club, we really focus on positive nutrition. We're always talking about the positive benefits of food, and we're also talking about what we can continue to add in to make you a better athlete and just to make you a better human, right? You have to be a healthy person. You have to be a healthy human before we can be a great athlete. 
And this is going to come up a lot in our next tip. So in our next 4th of July fueling tip, I'm going to recommend that you focus on aiming to get five to six servings of fruits and vegetables in throughout the day. This is really important because on a very simplified level again, right? Just a podcast. We're not going to get too into the science. You can think about that different colors of fruits and vegetables have different vitamins and minerals. I always say when we're adding vegetables and fruits onto our performance plates, the fueling focus of those is going to be vitamins, minerals, and fiber. I have found that so many athletes are not eating enough fruits and vegetables, so that's something that I really want you to focus on. Instead of focusing on, oh my gosh, I'm going to be eating, you know, all these quote-unquote bad foods on the 4th of July, I want you to switch around your mindset and think about, okay, how can I get into my, my five, to ser- five to six servings of fruits and vegetables, and after that, how can I fill up the rest of my performance plate? 4th of July is a really easy way, actually, to get in your fruits and vegetables. So some examples are, you know, you could add those into a breakfast omelet, right? You could add tomatoes, mushrooms, peppers, onions. You could add those into that breakfast. So again, right, this is something that you can control. Smoothies are also a great option. I remember growing up drinking smoothies at the beach. Um, This could be also another opportunity to maybe combine this, you know, third tip with tip two. We could have a post-workout smoothie where we're getting our protein carbs and then we're adding in lots of different you know colors from fruits and vegetables Um, zucchini spinach carrots those are things that I've you know had athletes add into smoothies and you can't necessarily tell another option is again to control what you can control if you're going to a barbecue you could bring grilled kebabs to throw on the grill that are you know packed with veggies or you could bring a salad i love a fruit salad too so you could pack a fruit salad that could be the side dish that you bring um, or something as easy as picking up a vegetable tray at the grocery store um, or figuring out how you can get additional you know roasted veggies into your meal and then my last and final tip is going to be including fun fourth of july foods into your fueling plan and using the performance plate method to help you do this. Like I talked about in the beginning, we want to make sure that your fueling plan is enjoyable and it's sustainable. You have to include foods that you love into your fueling plan or it's not going to work. This includes 4th of July foods, this includes Christmas foods, this includes you know, some candy on Halloween, whatever holidays that you and your family and your friends celebrate, you should be able to take a part of those. So I always recommend using the performance plate method as a guideline, right? The most basic performance plate we have is a practice day or a training day performance plate. And I think that's a great place to start. So I would recommend for that plate, one-third grains and starches, one-third fruits or vegetables, or like what I like to call color, one-third protein, and then two to three servings of fat. What I recommend that you do, and what I challenge you to do, is use that performance plate and include fun 4th of July foods that you love. Let's say you like, you know, a burger, right? Amazing. 
how would we put, make a burger into a performance plate? We'll, put, we'll do a cheeseburger. So if we were to deconstruct the burger, the bun would go into the grains and starches section. The burger and the cheese would be probably protein and our fats. So we're now missing some color, right? So how can we add color to that performance plate? That's where that fruit salad comes in. That's where that, you know, those veggie kebabs come in. And we have now made a performance plate with a burger, right? If you want to add additional components onto the plate, amazing. Or additional foods onto the plate, amazing, right? So say you're like, I want to have a burger and I want to have, you know, some chips. Okay, cool, right? So how do we now add that component into the plate and then how do we adjust, right? Um, Is it, okay, I'm going to add you know, chips onto my plate. Okay, cool. That means the carbohydrate, you know, ratio portion is going to be a little bit bigger. So now we need to adjust our other portions as well. Does that mean, you know, maybe taking out some carbohydrates or does that mean adding in some more protein and some more color? So now we have our performance plate. It is so, so, so important that you include foods that you enjoy. This is something that we talk about all the time in the performance healing club so many athletes join my programming and one of the questions i always ask is like what are your favorite foods and they always on their intake questionnaire like list five you know five foods and then they'll submit their food log and they're not eating any of their favorite foods they're eating you know broccoli chicken and rice which is amazing that's also delicious but it's not you know enjoyable for them and then they're wondering, oh, this is why I'm having a cheat meal, quote unquote, later. We don't use that vocabulary here, but um, this is why I'm having a cheat meal. This is why I'm binging. This is why I'm miserable. This is why I'm not meeting my goals um, because I don't have discipline. And it's like, actually, it's not because of the discipline. It's because you are not having fun with your fueling and it's not sustainable. So it does take some practice and it can be very stressful in the beginning. But I really want to challenge you this 4th of July to include some fun foods that you love and use a performance plate method to help guide you. I promise you it might be a little scary, but it's going to be worth it. So to recap the four fueling points from our quick little episode today, the first one is to make sure that you're starting your day right with a protein rich breakfast aiming for about 20 to 30 grams of protein in your breakfast to help with muscle um, maintenance, muscle building, energy levels, and overall satiety. The second one is fueling after your workout with a three to one ratio of carbs to protein. Yes, even though it's the 4th of July, you are still an athlete and you still need to recover and fuel your body like one. Tip number three is to make sure that you're aiming for about five to six servings of vegetables throughout the day. This also could be a goal for just your daily life. And then four is to make sure that you are including fun 4th of July foods and using the performance plate method to help you do this. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and you feel more confident going into your 4th of July fueling. If you ever have questions about fueling or about our sports nutrition coaching program, you can reach out on my Instagram at riley.baity.nutrition or through the podcast Instagram at eatmorecarbspodcast. We are currently accepting new athletes to begin with us 
July 2023, and we're looking for motivated athletes who are ready to meet their goals on and off the field. Our sports nutrition coaching programs, along with our Performance Fueling Club, provides a comprehensive and on-demand nutrition coaching program that is very individualized for every single athlete. If you're interested in applying, you can send me that DM or you can visit our website. Thanks again for listening to today's episode and remember to eat more carbs.